I went into the local library and asked if they had any books on the Titanic. Oh, yes, quite a few, the librarian said. Sorry to hear that, I said laughing. They'll be ruined by now. Any books on the Titanic? Okay. A pessimist sees a dark tunnel. An optimist sees a light at the end of the tunnel. A realist sees a freight chain, a freight train. The train driver sees three idiots standing on the track. That's what I got. Not real great, right? Hopefully the message is better than that. Yeah. Well, good morning. Great to see you all this morning. Yeah. Did you know that you will spend a third of your life asleep? Did you know that? That a third of your life will not be awake, but you'll actually be with your eyes closed a third of your life. We're going to talk about that today. Have you ever had a dream that lasts for the entire day? You just can't shake it. You wake up and it's like, am I still in this dream? I remember having that dream as a kid. Um, I remember having the dream that I was just constantly falling. Have you ever had that? And then I'd wake up on the floor. (laughs) But (laughs) the entire day, you're like, (laughs) always falling. I used to have some really crazy dreams, especially, you know, after eating Harris pizza and then going to bed. <laughs> some pretty crazy dreams, and especially when I was younger. I mean, I used to dream all the time and just wake up, and I'd just be living out the dream and didn't know, like, is this reality? Am I still in a dream? What's going on? Some people still have that, but around 16, that my life changed a little bit in that way. I hated it. I really did. I hated all the crazy dreams every single night. Do you guys have, like, crazy dreams? Have you ever had a dream of something that's going to happen in the future, and then it actually comes into play? You have a dream of a certain place or a destination or somewhere you're going to be or a person you're going to meet, and then later on in life, it actually happens. That's what we're going to talk about today, prophetic dreams. Peter teaches a group of people that when the Spirit of the Lord is moving, when the Holy Spirit comes, that there will actually be visions and dreams, that people will have visions and dreams. And as we study the book of Acts, I'd like to talk about what is it like to have visions and dreams that are from God, and what do we do with them? What are you supposed to do with that? As we started the second chapter of Acts, we're reading through Acts for the rest of the year, and we're in the second chapter. You see that the Holy Spirit fills people up, and some people didn't understand what was happening, so the very first thing they did was make fun of what God was doing. So the very first thing that came to mind was, I don't get this, I don't understand this, so I'm gonna just start making fun. So Peter actually addresses the crowd and tells them this is not a time of like making fun of us. This is actually what's happening. God is moving the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit that Jesus promised has came and he's filled the place. And so we're going to read Acts 2.14 and we're going to pretty much be in 2.14 through 2.20 this entire time, the next five hours. 
You guys got a lot of sleep, right? Just joking. Well, God, I'm going to go ahead and pray. Holy Spirit, we just invite you to wake us up, number one, um, and uh, just speak directly to our hearts, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit, come. We are desperate for you. We need you. We need you uh, to speak to us. This isn't something that uh, we can accomplish on our own, but Lord, we know that your word actually speaks directly to our hearts. It's a light and to our path. And so, Lord, I just pray that um, for each person in this room that uh, you would just speak directly to them. And God, I just choose to get out of your way, completely and totally out of your way. Holy Spirit, would you speak directly through me? Would you get beyond my comprehension of what it is that you want to accomplish today? And um, just speak through me, Lord. Hmm. Would your word just be alive and living in our hearts? In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to invite everyone in the room to mute their phone. If you have an off button on your phone, I just invite you to do that. It'll save us. It's, it's great to have the phones off. All right, Acts 2.14. Then Peter stood up with the 11, raised his voice and addressed the crowd, fellow Jews and all who live in Jerusalem. Let me explain to you this. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken about by the prophet Joel, and that Peter's going to actually give them this passage from Joel. And so one thing I love about this part is Peter has been memorizing. He knows this word. He knows what's going to happen when the Holy Spirit comes, and he's able to direct the people back to the Bible. He's able to direct people back to the prophet Joel, promised us that the Holy Spirit was going to move. And this is why, guys, it's so important for us to know the Word of God. Like, it's so vital in your life because you're not trying to, like, make up things and figure it all out in the moment. But when the Word of God is alive on your heart, Peter goes directly to, no, hey, guys, this isn't, we're not drunk. What's happening is we're actually living out what Joel talked about. And then he goes and he says the entire verse of Joel. Like, he knows the Bible. And Peter's able to direct people to not just some concept, but here's what the word of God says about this. This is what's happening here. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Can you guys say all? All, all people. And here's what will happen. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. So I want to stop here really quick. So prophecy. Your sons and daughters are going to prophesy. It's a gift of seeing what's going to happen in the future. Prophecy, prophetic, to be able to speak something out that's going to happen in the future, to have a vision of what's going to happen in the future, to have a dream of what's going to happen in the future. So Peter says, your sons and daughters will prophesy, and your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servant, both men and women so not only the priests are invited into this, not only Old Testament people are invited into this, but even on my servants, everybody, men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. I will show the wonders in heaven above and the signs of earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned into darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. 
and everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Peter's giving them an answer to the question. You guys don't understand what's happening here. You're ready to like say we're drunk. No, we're not drunk. Here's what's happening. Your sons and daughters are gonna prophesy because the spirit of the Lord is poured out and that's what you guys are witnessing right now. You may not understand it, but this is what's going on. Here's what's happening. Everyone has access to the Holy Spirit now. Holy Spirit is ready to fill everyone in the house, even the people on the outskirts. You're full of the Holy Spirit, and you might just start having visions and dreams. (laughs) When you get filled with the Spirit, sometimes visions and dreams come along with that. Being filled with the Holy Spirit, visions and dreams go hand in hand with the Holy Spirit prophetic dreams, you're tuned into God's channel, all of a sudden you might start seeing some things that the Lord sees because the Lord knows all. I want to talk about visions real quick. Visions can be a, a simple, as simple as seeing things that are in the spiritual realm in the physical Then in our minds, we see things that are actually in the spiritual, and it can actually happen when you're in the physical. Visions. They can be something creative that God's drawing you into. They can uh, see like a group of people before a group of people even exists. Deja vu is actually uh, one way that we can have vision. Sometimes when you have deja vu, sometimes what that actually means is that you are in the right place at the right time. God has his hand on that area. And have you ever had that where you're just like talking to someone and it's like, what just happened? It doesn't have to be this weird thing, but it could actually be like the Lord's revealing to you, you're exactly where I have you at this time to talk to this person. Sometimes deja vu is that way with us and visions Sometimes we need a vision before we can take a step of faith. You see something, the Lord will reveal it to you, and then it's like, okay, this is what I'm calling you into, and you need to see it. A lot of times a vision can be encouragement of that God's involved in our day-to-day life. A lot of times, and I'm just going to share from personal experience, a lot of times visions for me happen during times of prayer where I actually am just like spending some time just praying, got my eyes closed, and I'll start to like actually have a picture or a dream or a vision of something. It's almost like a really vivid video, you know, of like what's, what's about to happen or something that's coming down the line. Times of worship, I've had a lot of visions also. In the middle of a song, you got your eyes closed and you can start to see the angelic, spiritual realm of what we do. You know, when we worship God, we are joining in with all of creation. That when we sing, these songs are like just songs on the screen, you know, let's power through them and and sing them and, and that stuff. Like these songs are, we are joining in with all of creation. The birds outside are singing these songs. The, the, the little raccoon you passed up on the way to church. <laughs> He's out there. The, the wind, 
is singing these songs. The trees are singing these songs. All of creation worships the Lord. And so when we sing these songs, when we lift these songs up, it's a very spiritual thing. And that's not only on the earth, but in heaven, the angels gather around him and sing praises and glory to the king. And we get to join in with that. And so there's sometimes where you'll actually like see a picture of maybe the Lord, or you'll see a bright light or, or something along those lines during worship. Start to see how large our God is. Sometimes we need to get, I'm so strong about like Hebrews 10, 24, and 25. We need to gather together because we need to remember how big our God is. We do. We need to continue assembling together as the Bible says and invites us to do it because we need to all come from different places in our life and then lift up our voices to one God. We need that reminder a lot of times in life. I don't know about you guys, but I definitely do. But a lot of times during worship, you'll have a vision, a picture, a a vision of something that's happening in the spiritual realm. Also, visions can come from uh, praying with people. When you're praying with a group of people, you might have something like that you actually lay your hand on someone and you could actually see, oh, wow, like I, I think that you are supposed to take that job and like I kind of see you in front of Staples. Uh, you know. <laughs> Is anybody considering moving to Staples for a job? So, you know, that type of prayer where you're actually like, get it, God gives you a vision of like a, an opportunity that somebody's gonna have. So these are visions. You guys stay with me. Like, I'm not trying to be ultra weird here, okay? This is, this is what happens when the spirit of God moves and you sometimes get visions. And then the other part is sometimes you get dreams. A third of your life is asleep. So sometimes you get dreams Dreams go together with prophecy and the Holy Spirit. The type of dreams that uh, Joel's talking about is dreams that you're normally asleep. <laughs> Dreaming while you're asleep and God gives you a dream. Justin, uh, I was studying this message and he just randomly texted me this week. He's really good at that. And, and said, hey, you need to read this thing. And what it is, is there's scientific study that mammals dream of their life before they're even born. That in the womb, they dream of their life before they're even born. That we dream of what's next, what's going to happen in our life before we even enter creation out of the womb. We're dreaming of our life. We were born to dream. You were born to dream, to have those dreams with the Lord. That's pretty cool stuff. So prophetic dreams, sometimes you'll see like what's going to happen in the future. It could be a destination, a, a really vivid picture, a building, a person, or a people group. These dreams can be used in so many different ways, especially to bring encouragement to your own life and also to others as you share these dreams sometimes. Notice that uh, he said that you're gonna have visions and dreams, and then he goes into billows of smoke and fire and, and blood moons and all this stuff. It's like, are you misquoting this, Peter? Have you ever been with somebody like misquotes scripture a lot? Like they think their kid's gonna play in the NBA and stuff because I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength, and that's what we believe. Yeah, but... 
it's not going to happen with Johnny. I'm sorry. He's not playing in the NBA. So it kind of feels like, where are you going with this, Peter? But it's part of dreams, too, that there's sometimes where you actually have these visions and these dreams of something that's going to happen into the future. And it could be calamity. could be destruction. It's like, what do I do with that? Here's an invite. That's the Lord inviting you to pray into that. That's the Lord inviting you to to, man, know his heart in that, know his will for that. Would you join with me in praying for this not to happen? That's God inviting us into that. So as I talk about dreams, I'm just really quickly, you know, bad dreams. Has anybody ever had a bad dream before? Yeah. So you might think like the last example is a bad dream, but I'm talking about like bad dreams and that, you know, the, the enemy doesn't go to sleep at night and he will attack your mind and he will give you really bad dreams. There's sometimes that you can, you, you're, you awake from like a horrible, horrible dream. A couple of really good habits if you deal with bad dreams a lot are what you feed your soul, you will dream. What you fill up with, you're gonna dream about. And so if you watch really crazy stuff, you're most likely going to watch really crazy things in your dreams. You fill up. Okay, can I, I'm just going to give you some honesty here. The last scary movie I have watched was Silence of the Lambs. So like the last scary movie was Silence. So how long ago was that? It was, it was a while ago. And the reason is, is because like that stuff really affects me and I hate going to bed, like having those types of dreams and stuff. And so like if a movie gets scary, I just turn it off. Like I can't do it. I can't power through it. So yeah, I just giving you an example. <laughs> like, apply this stuff, you know, try it out. If you're having really horrible dreams, man, turn that stuff off. It's horrible. Um, one really cool thing that, that Joel says and Peter repeats is he says, anybody that calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Did you see that at the very end of that passage? So he talks about visions and dreams and he talks about billows of smoke and then he ends it with, and anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Really great news, guys, is Jesus doesn't go to sleep. It's super good. And the reason is, is because in the middle of a dream, if you're getting bombarded with like horrible dreams and stuff, Jesus isn't asleep and you can use his name in your dreams. In the middle of a scary dream, you can actually call out to Jesus and invite him into that. And guess what? Jesus, Jesus is, uh, is powerful and he can put a stop to that. Last thing on, on bad dreams, um, if you just deal with a lot of bad dreams, you're like, you know, I love the dream, but man, I hate the dreams I'm having. One invite would be to actually invite the Lord before you go to sleep. Jesus, would you guard my heart and my mind as I sleep? I want to hear from you. I don't want any bad dreams. So in Jesus' name, any bad dreams, just go away in Jesus' name. You can invite the Lord into that. Some ideas to practice for visions and dreams is uh, write them down. You know, use your notes in your phone. Have your phone by you or a journal is really great. So much better than a phone. 
but to have a journal and write them down, write down your dreams, write down your visions, anything that you have, and watch how the Lord like uses those to encourage people or to bring encouragement to you. Writing them down is really important. The other thing is, is put a date next to them. You know, like actually remember the time that you had this dream. The other thing is take your dreams to the Lord. You know, the, the visions, a dream, take it directly to God. It says that the Holy Spirit is going to give men and women visions and dreams. So it's the Holy Spirit interacting with you. It's his, it's his concept. This is his idea. He wants to interact with us. And so take your dreams to him. Lord, what does this mean? What are you trying to show me? Spend some time in prayer and that. It's really great ideas. So, I want to end with uh, a couple of visions and dreams. Huh? Who's got a vision? No, I'm joking. So <laughs> I saw you guys before you existed here. And what I mean by that is um, I saw a group of people that was downtown in, in, a, in a space. And as we were considering planting a church, I saw like this group of people from all walks of life gathered together. And what the Lord showed me in that was it was encouragement for me to take that leap of faith, to quit my job and just step out in faith to go do that. But it was also encouragement for me to invite other people into. Like, it's going to happen, guys. If we build it, they will come. I've seen it. So like seeing a group of people was, was something that the Lord just gave me this really beautiful picture of you guys, like you right here in this room. I've seen all of you together, gathering, worshiping God, and the Lord just showed me, like, I'm going to do it. I want you to be a part of that, and sometimes that's what he does, is he just invites you to be a part of it. And so it was beautiful. I was about six years ago, and I don't get dreams very often, uh, but my wife does, Amy, and I've noticed this a ton, that if you are, uh, if you don't really get dreams, you might get paired up with somebody that does, <laughs> if you don't like, you know, like, oh, I'd love to have those types of dreams that are really vivid, but you don't, well, you might get paired up. Maybe it's a coworker. It might be your spouse. It might be a really close friend. And the Lord will pair you up with somebody to that. Cause the reason is, is because you can be a part of accomplishing those visions and dreams. And I'll put those people in your life. It's really cool. But so my wife gets dreams all the time. Um, about 15 years ago, Amy woke up and said, I just had this beautiful picture of downtown Davenport, and there was this Ferris wheel, like this huge Ferris wheel, and then there was a carousel, and then there was a big, gigantic slide, and uh, she's like, and it was like, there was a circus at all times downtown Davenport, and I'm like, wow, that's really cool. That sounds fun. I like circuses. So, um, yeah, like a Ferris wheel, carousel. And uh, so that dream came true. But there's a, a big, gigantic, have you guys seen the Ferris wheel on the river? And the carousel they put in, like, what, five or six years, five years later or something? And, like, when they threw in the carousel, we're like, oh, my gosh, when's the slide happening? <laughs> when is there going to be a big slide? We're still waiting for that. And here's a little part of that. Don't get hung up on the things that haven't happened to accomplish like what God wants to accomplish with what he did give you. 
Sometimes we get so like focused on like, well, there's not a big slide, so it definitely wasn't the Lord yet. Like <laughs> a, a, a Ferris wheel was put in downtown. And so like, you know, go with what God's already doing. So a Ferris wheel and a carousel. Um, at that time, we didn't really have a heart for downtown necessarily. We uh, were, our life was uptown. So it wasn't like this, this thing that we're like, oh yeah, we really feel called to downtown. But one thing that was amazing was the Lord started revealing to us, this is, this is where I'm sending you guys. Like, start looking. And once that Ferris wheel went in there, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, I get it, God. I see you. Another dream she had was um, she saw the city church, this church, and we would actually be hanging out and looking out a window that was the Mississippi River. And as a church congregation, uh, she was able to like go and see the river. And so when we moved around a lot throughout um, downtown last year, we're like, you know, maybe the Lord wants to accomplish this dream. And so we were looking at the figgy, because the figgy could see the river and stuff like that, you know. And, uh, and then this space opened up, and we really felt like, like as soon as I walked through here, I was like, oh, no, this is what God has for our church right now. And so we'll just shelf that dream, and then maybe, you know, years down the road, as the church moves or whatever, maybe that's when this is going to come into play. And then, so we were meeting here, and then I took her upstairs because on the roof of this place, there's this huge glass area that overlooks the entire Quad Cities. For the most part, you can see the 74 Bridge, you can see the river, you can see the, the, uh, um, the bridge to nowhere. You can, you can see the Centennial Bridge. You can see it all. And so we went upstairs, and I said, was this your dream? And she said, yeah, this, I was standing right here, and I was, it was this little stairwell, and I was looking over the city and just praying over it. And so the Lord revealed that to her before we even started this church. And so what was so cool about that was, like, I needed that encouragement at that time for sure. So I didn't, you know, there's just so many decisions and stuff, like, is this where you have us? Is this what you're doing? But then it also confirmed, like, God is very much a part of everything you do. He's so active in our life. We spend a third of our life asleep. He wants to engage with you while you're asleep, too. He doesn't go to bed. And so he gives you visions and dreams to encourage others, to encourage yourself. He loves you that much. He loves this church that much. So as the Holy Spirit moves, as the Holy Spirit fills you, you might have dreams and visions. Write them down. Share them with a close friend. Come to a community group. Don't share all your dreams with the community group. <laughs> Nobody's got time for all that. <laughs> but, you know, share them with a close friend. Come to a group. Get prayer and See what God's doing. Just gonna go ahead and pray for us and um, have the worst team come back up. So, Lord, we uh, 
We desperately need you. We need your presence, God. Lord, would you just uh, reveal to your church different uh, opportunities that you've been opening up to them and uh, different uh, places that you've um, invited us into. Lord, would you give us faith to step out on dreams and and visions? Yeah. Have your way, God. Yeah, just pray for uh, a ton of engagement with, with our congregation, Lord. Holy Spirit, would you just engage with us? Even, even in our sleep, even in um, just beautiful dreams of, of people and uh, confirmation on things that you're doing in our life. Yeah, just engage, Lord. Have your way. Come, Holy Spirit. Amen.